0: We're at the of the down
1: Welcome back to another episode of the Dan Cable Presents Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to the program once again. If this is your first time listening to the show, thanks for checking it out. You can find fresh episodes coming at you every Friday. And if you want to help support the podcast in a free way, you can do so by clicking subscribe on iTunes and uh, clicking write a review. Giving the podcast five stars, you say a few nice words, and uh, doing those three things will, uh, will help propel the podcast into the tops of the iTunes charts, which uh, will give it more visibility for, for strangers to find and, and more visibility on a, on a national and international level and uh, just more exposure for the folks that come on the podcast and, and just an overall... Great way to contribute to the sustainability of this thing, and like I said, it's a free way to do so. And I appreciate the fuck out of all the people that have already taken the time to do that. Um, you can also check out the Dan Cable Presents YouTube channel, which features a bunch of in-studio performances, live show performances, and uh, things of that nature. Um, usually, this uh, podcast is a uh, interview-based or a conversational-based thing that goes down between myself and an artist or a band. And uh, we chat it up, but occasionally I do these playlist hangs to, uh, you know, just feature a bunch of different music, change it up a little bit. So there's no guest on this week's episode of the podcast. So you're stuck with me. You are stuck with me and only me this week. Uh and I want to uh I want to talk about something that went went down here in Portland, Oregon last week and uh something that someone made made some uh some national news that uh that people may have seen and I definitely want to talk about it on this week's episode of the podcast because I feel like A lot of the people that tune into this thing regularly are part of this Portland music community and, um, and you should know what's going on because, uh, the folks that are, uh, caught up in all this mess are, um, are part of this community and, uh, have been featured on this podcast numerous times, um, and, and bills that I've put together, uh over the over the last couple years so um and and this is also just something that's stuck with me really heavy this week and it has not left my mind there's been very uh, few moments in this last seven days or so where I have not been thinking about this it's uh been very impactful on me and and to uh to kind of get to see see this thing go down and then also get to uh watch a news story unfold that doesn't really tell um the the story of of how things shook out at all is uh is is very unreal and I will I will get into all that but um man this is I I've been thinking about this so much and uh, I guess it's like with everything uh, that goes on in my head. It's, it seems like it's going to be very easy to, to verbalize these things. And and now that I'm on the mic and it's in front of me and trying to, you know, figure out how to, um, talk about this thing. It's just kind of wild, but the deal is, is that some of the headlines that you might've seen for this thing, going around is uh is basically a man in maga hat gets assaulted outside of a portland bar or there's there's even one that goes as far to say uh, portland man beaten outside of bar for wearing maga hat and uh and so forth and and so what i want to tell you is is uh kind of what i saw that night in uh I'm not going to get into too much of the semantics about it. There is like a, a an ongoing investigation uh, for all this and and being that I was there I'm, like I said, I'm just not going to not going to go too wild on on all details, but uh, I w- I will tell you that around midnight or or just after midnight on on last Friday which which ended up being the early morning of uh, August twenty fourth. This uh this fella and uh a woman walked into Growlers Taproom Room on Hawthorne where the uh where the library is in the basement there and um which is the music venue that I do the booking for. And uh yeah, this dude and his his wife, I guess, is is whom whom she is. But uh, they they walked in at midnight and and tried to order a beer, and uh, they were turned away because uh, the bar was closed. And when the bartender told this fella that he uh, kind of gave her a hard time about it, about what time it was, and um, yeah, he just wasn't super pleasant about it and uh, and then they left and i was uh i was very uh, kind of blown away with this dude that he was uh walking around with his his make america great again hat and um i mentioned it to uh to a couple people that i was sitting inside the bar with including the, uh, the bartender there. And, uh, and she said that she didn't even notice. And, and as well as the, the other person, they were, they were in and out of there so quickly. I was, I was the only one that picked up on it. And, uh, within seconds of, of saying that to them, there is commotion going on outside and, uh, hearing obviously some sort of verbal dispute. And then, Turning around and looking out the window of Growlers, and and just seeing uh, just arms a flying and people shoving back and forth. At which time we all kind of any any anybody that was inside of the bar all moved outside of the sidewalk and and um, did our best to to separate the the two parties. And then there's just you know there's yelling going back and forth between between everybody you know and and this asshole in his MAGA hat and his bloody face because his nose is now broken is yelling that his nose is broken and that he's been assaulted and he knows his nose is broken because he knows what a broken nose feels like and yeah man go figure go fucking figure that the the real life troll (laughs) that decided to go out in the MAGA hat. It's crazy, man. This shit is fucking crazy. I think that there's, uh, there's obviously this culture of, of internet trolls and, and people do weird shit online to just kind of get under, under people's skin. But I think when you, when you, when you encounter that in, in real life, when you, when you see the uh the troll in front of you and kind of see a, a dead look in their eyes that i don't know man every time i looked in this this dude's eyes i i was so uncomfortable and i feel like you could just you could just see the hate in this dude and it was very clear to me that that he was out trying to cause a ruckus and he, he wanted to become this headline that he has become that the Portland liberals are out of control beating a man just because of his mega hat. Like this is, this is far from what happened. <clears throat> Don't get me wrong. He He definitely got his nose broken and it's, you know, there was, there was blood on his face, but, as, as far as I'm concerned, he he instigated what happened to him next. And there's there's surveillance footage to, to support this thing of, of after him walking out of the bar after not being served, he walks past the table um, in which Lee and BC were sitting at. And this dude goes out of his way. No one's paying attention to him. I heard that yelling that night. I didn't even see your hat. Like I, that, I just remember her yelling that that she never even saw his hat. Until he brought the attention on it by walking by, leaning in, pointing to his hat and then he said bitch do you like my hat and um that is when i am assuming that we heard all of the like the verbal yelling going on and um and the the pushing began there i would assume and and then like i said by the time we turned around and looked out the window viewing out to the sidewalk there was just a uh, yeah just like a lot of pushing and and arms a arms a blazing between the those three and then people going out to try to separate it um unfortunately there's not there's not clear footage like on the uh on the sidewalk portion where it happened except for uh what was captured from inside the bar looking out at the window but there's definitely footage of all parties, you know, and arms, arms of swinging and definitely both parties involved. And, uh, I think that's the, that's the big thing. That's not being, being told for the most part in, in a lot of the stories that are coming out about this, especially the ones where they interview this dickhead, the, who got his nose broken. Um, but he claims that he was, uh, sucker punched and assaulted by these, uh, these folks. And then after, um, after that happened, the entire bar came out and surrounded him and his wife. And, and that is, that is his claim and that he had no part in the, uh, the physical altercation. He, he was just sitting there. He was an innocent bystander and, and he was beaten because he was expressing his freedom of speech. And, uh, I think that you should be able to express your, your freedom of speech. You know, I think you, uh, you should get to, you should get to do that. But I think when you, uh, when you do that with the intention to make someone else uncomfortable, especially in the political climate that that exists right now, this this very polarizing world, and um, like I said earlier, you know Portland, Oregon, obviously a place that that leans pretty far left, but um, this is a a place that that routinely has large large numbers of um these proud boy um nazi groups that show up in in large numbers and and it's been a problem in this city and um at other establishments there's things that gone gone on at cider riot this year um with this proud boy movement and these white supremacist groups and uh I don't know man to be walking around and and getting in in this w- young woman's face you know to go out of your way to do that to make someone feel uncomfortable like that that comes from a place of hate that's not you fucking around trolling on the internet that's, that's the next level. Like that's, that is the racism and the hate that's, that people are afraid of. And, uh, I just feel fucking terrible, man. That I guess it's just, um, I don't know, just acknowledging that, like, I do have some sort of privilege that I don't have to, that 95% of the time, I don't have to deal with somebody looking at the color of my skin and then deciding if they don't like me because of that, and that shit just absolutely blows my mind, and I, I just can't. I can't imagine what that feels like and I just uh and I know like the the shitty thing is that that's probably not the first time that that BC is has to has has had to uh deal with something like that and maybe not on that level I don't know but it's it's probably not the not the first time and I thought I think some people uh get, uh, get turned off or afraid of that, that white pri- privilege term. And, um, uh, I just think you gotta know that it's, it's not to say that being white means that you don't have any struggles in your life or anything like that. And that life isn't hard for you too, because the human experience is a, is a mind fuck of its own for, for everyone, it seems. But, It just means, like, that you're probably never going to have to deal with a struggle that involves your skin color. You know? Like, you're not going to, uh, that's, that's an anxiety that you don't have to think about. You don't have to think about how you're being portrayed or how people are judging you. That's, that is not not a struggle that you encounter and uh like I said I just can't I can't fucking imagine what that would be like um to have somebody make me f- try to try to make me feel like I'm not welcome or that this America isn't built for you or some bullshit like that and and I don't fuck with it man (laughs) I don't fuck with it and to be honest with you I just can't believe sometimes that we're not past this shit like this this is happening this is real those fucking people with the tiki torches on the TV that you saw in Charlottesville shouting the Jews will not replace us and all that bullshit like that that's real man like those those people exist And it's really hard for me to believe that this dude isn't isn't one of those people. His wife says in her statements that she told him to wear that hat because she wanted to see what kind of reaction he would get from wearing it. There is footage from a bar that this fellow was in a couple hours, I believe, before he got to Growler's that night. There's footage of him in that bar antagonizing customers, verbal disputes going on. He was looking for fucking trouble that night. He got exactly what he wanted, man. And, uh, the news is doing a real fucking Most of the news is doing a real bang up job on this thing, man. And it goes as deep as like, I see things on the New York Post. You know, this is a news story that's like making some waves in in places. And uh, I think one of the the craziest things I've encountered through this experience, aside from just being very confronted with like a, a hate that I like, I, I don't know, man. The energy of this dude is not something I experienced before. And, uh, it just made me so uncomfortable. And, and like I said, I just keep, I just keep thinking about all this. And, uh, and one of the reasons it's driving me fucking crazy is because the, the narratives that are told through this are just so bogus about and, and just very one-sided and, and just all clickbait. You know, this is our era. Like it's clickbait. So let's fucking make it look like this dude was just assaulted, sucker punched, sucker punched to me. Like, obviously I have some, uh, some different, I have some disagreements with this, this fella in the MAGA hat, you know? Um, So I guess it, it uh, shouldn't surprise me that my definition of sucker punching and his are, uh, are different because my idea of like a sucker punch would be that I'm just hanging out somewhere and I've had no encounter with anyone. And then all of a sudden I get popped in the face or something. That, that seems like a sucker punch to me right you know because i feel like if you antagonize somebody start trying to i don't know maybe provoke them in some way and then you get punched in the face somehow that doesn't seem like a sucker punch to me That seems like maybe you had some time to prepare for an altercation You had to know that at some point someone was going to fucking jump when you, you know, spit your hate speech. And he knew, and he got it. And he got all of the clickbait headlines out of it that exactly the way, you know, he wanted. And um, honestly, man, you hear about the news and... <laughs> fake news and and all this this uh stuff and i can't say that i've i've been witness to too many things that have become news stories and uh especially not not any anything of of this particular magnitude but just to the blatant lies and like misinformation um that is is put in here and some of these, these news articles are just absolutely wild. K2 channel two up here. They put out something earlier today or yesterday. And it says the bar owner sent K2 reporter surveillance video, but wouldn't give the station permission to use it. That's not true. The permission was granted. They have the fucking video. The cops have the video. All of the videos available. It would seem to me that maybe that video doesn't make it in because it doesn't fit the narrative and and shows uh, this fella in the maga hat was involved in this altercation physically himself, not just being hit, but also making contact. With others, so it's it's crazy shit like that, though. That kind of blows my mind. And um, there's a New York Post article on this. That the headline is "Patron Attacked at Portland Bar for Wearing a MAGA Hat." And in this article, it says that that BC got in his face first and confronted him, and then it goes on to say. That uh, that the entire bar, let's get the the official quote from him here. Um, I got mobbed by everybody that was in that bar outside. People came from the inside out and just circled me and my wife surrounding me, like literally surrounding me and pushing me. Dude, people got in between the two parties. To separate and stop. The only hands that got put on this dude after that was to hold him back from going after Lee and BC. You can see it. You can see it on the video. It's just him being held back. There is no There is no surrounding. Of this dude, and uh, yeah, it's just it's just crazy, man. And the cops didn't when the cops showed up, they ended up just going after the van (laughs) that that Lee and and BC were in. They didn't even like stop to talk to us immediately. They just went right after the van because they saw. This this man all bloodied up, and he was yelling that he had been assaulted. And um, it's just fucking bogus, man. And it's just a uh, a real bummer all the way around. And then just to uh, to really get a first look in on this news situation. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Just kind of makes me question even more now that this is all just nonsense, man. And, uh, so I'm sorry for starting this so heavy. I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry for starting it heavy, um, this, this is, this is important for me to share about this week. I feel very strongly about this and, um, uh, I'm just like, so blown away by. By yeah, by the fucking next level racism and things of that nature that that still exist, and um my confrontation with all of this has left me shooketh, shooketh. You know, I'm uh, like I said, it's just been, it's been weighing extremely um heavy on me, just kind of seeing it all go down and, and like, it's, it's the, it's the incident itself is the, the most upsetting thing I think to me. And then you have all of this where now these young folks, young folks Lee and BC are early 20s, man. And they're facing some bullshit third-degree assault charges. Third-degree assault is the intent to harm. That's not... Yeah, dude, that's fucking... It's fucking bogus. And... uh, It's... It's just such an un true (laughs) representation of what happened to say that this man was assaulted and uh i think everybody that was that was there that night would tell you the same thing and i can tell you that uh none of us have been uh included or asked to be included in any of these uh these news articles that have come out. So I decided to do my own cause I have a show. It's called the Dan Cable presents podcast and you're tuned the fuck in right now. So let's go. <laughs> Sorry. I'm fired up. I'm fired up from this. I'm, um, it's heavy. It's a heavy weight, but I'm, I'm fired up by it too. And, and I got to talk to Lee today on the phone and, um, he seemed to be in pretty good spirits considering everything going on. And he said, he's hanging tough. Him and BC are hanging tough and they're, uh, they really appreciate all the support that the community has shown them. There's a GoFundMe for their legal fees that they're going to incur from, from this thing. And, uh, those are going to exist whether or not, you know, they get charged or not. So, um, uh, I'm definitely going to put the link to the GoFundMe in the episode notes. That will be there. And, uh, but yeah, he just said that he's incredibly appreciative of all these, all these folks that uh, have reached out and um, supported them during this time. And, yeah, man, they're, you know, they played a show last night. They're still playing. This isn't, you know, they're not showing up to things. They're still showing up to things and whatnot, doing their thing. And, um, yeah. So if you can't go out and support one of their shows or, um, support this GoFundMe deal, or if, you know, if you want to Supply any information you can. You can do that. I'll put the links for that as well. Um, but I'm standing by these two, man. This is bullshit, and I'm not with it. So I'm, um, like I said, thank you for you know if you've if you've listened thus far, I appreciate you uh, just kind of listening to me vent about it, and it's nice to just uh say some of these things out loud and uh i just want to do what i feel like is right and this is what i think is right to to share my experience and uh hopefully give some insight to some other folks and i just hope as things unfold uh um you know over these next few weeks at this uh, that this fucking idiot dude just realizes that this, the cards are a little stacked against him with the the video footage that's available that that directly contradicts him saying that he had no involvement in it. So I'm just hopefully trying to, to trust in all that. And, um, so that's, that's kind of what's, what's been going down. That's what's been on my mind this week. And, um, yeah, we're doing our best over at, at the library to to keep shows rolling. And, um, there's, I mean, there's definitely been a butterfly effect from this whole thing. And it's, uh, you know, it's definitely put some hiccups in the operation of the library. And I'm hoping it's, it's an extremely temporary thing. Um, but yeah this shit is out of control man this shit is wild and and the people that i know who were there that night seem to uh have similar feelings and and just something that hasn't really gone away for them either and uh yeah so just a, a shout out to the uh the entire Atabisi crew and to, to Lee and BC and definitely, uh, yeah, my, uh, just so fucking disappointed that you have to deal with that shit. It's, it's terrible, but we're gonna get into this playlist hang, you know, we're deep, we're deep into it already. And, and we haven't even listened to any music. And, and I feel like it's only proper if we, uh, if we feature, the, uh, the incredibly talented out of BC. Like I said, this is a band I've thrown shows with on the bill. They, they played last year's holidays party. I got to, I got the pleasure of introducing them at PDX pop festival this year, which was really cool because they're one of my favorite bands in town. And I got to stand up on that stage and and tell everybody that. And, um, Lee was on this podcast with david barber i can't i don't remember the number that's a humble brag because i have so many podcast episodes i don't remember (laughs) um but he came on with david barber it was uh it was david barber and radio phoenix i think it might be listed under and they put out a really fat record and that was the first time i got to hang out with lee and since then um just always a pleasure running into him and and Definitely, you know, it's a dude I, I consider to be a friend and definitely a part of this, this Dan Cable Presents uh, fam to me. And I don't know BC as well or as, as well as Lee. But um, definitely uh, a big supporter of this this band and these people and what they do. So let's fucking get into it, all right? Let's get into it, everybody. We're going to do... What is this episode 177? Is that the right number? I feel like that's not the right number, (laughs) but I, but I think it is. I think it's 177 because my man, Chris Frank was, uh, was 176. And that's where we're at. We're at episode 177, the playlist hang kicking it off with a track that's available all over the streaming services and, and whatnot. And uh, like I said, I'm gonna put the uh, the links to that GoFundMe and all the links for Autobc and all the other artists featured on this week's episode of the podcast in the in the links, so you can follow up with them. And uh, this is it, everybody. This is a track from Audubon. It's called "Why." Let's do the damn thing. My
2: teeth wings, oh they fly. Case that shadow. I watch your soul fire, burning brighter than mine. Why, why? Mm-hmm. Why keep me waiting now? And now, now, I, I'm only yours, only yours. I yeah, get, yeah, yeah, la la I la, get, yeah, 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 yeah,
1: That is why out of bc and man unreal unreal voice uh and just a really cool intimate track with that one and they've got a couple other singles that are up there available on the uh the streaming services so definitely check that out um check out here it comes that features uh mal london who's a past guest on the podcast and also really cool fucking dude who has been performing with this band butter that i also love very much um check out mal london though uh he's on that track and that's that's a really cool dynamic with uh with bc and mal their voices together and, and is uh on a track is is uh, pretty damn great so uh, the next thing We're going to, we're just going to keep getting, we're going to, we're going to keep rolling into music here. Um, just introduced to this band called sea caves from here in Portland recently. And sea caves are, uh, they're going to be playing this Friday. If you're listening to this on release day, they're playing tonight at the legendary Doug Fur venue, my favorite music venue in town. And, um, yeah, they've got, they've got this, uh, this new single and it's awesome it actually comes out today and uh yeah this is just a track that uh grabbed me right away and i'm really stoked to hopefully get to see this band really soon i'm not gonna be able to see them tonight at the dougford but um they are definitely now on my radar after uh, after getting to hear this and i know that they're gonna they're gonna be putting a, an ep out a little bit later and hoping to have them on the podcast around that time to, uh, to talk about that but they have this track that's, uh, that's available now and uh, it's called Dark. This is Sea Caves. God damn, how about those keys on that track, man? What a beautiful song. That that is a great jam. I'm so excited to hear the rest of that EP. If you're listening to this like today on the 30th, you should probably think about going to that show. I think it's going to be uh pretty goddamn good and they got uh Tense on the bill and uh double plus good, which uh that's that's a crazy uh that's a pretty wild lineup over there at the Doug Um, I've heard just amazing things about tents and double plus good. So, and then you add sea caves who we just heard that track from killer track. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's a, just a banging local show going on tonight. So, uh, check that out and stay tuned for, uh, for C, uh, sea caves episode of the podcast, cause I definitely want to dive into the rest of that music and, get to chat with the band about that um thanks to everybody that came out to to church bar on wednesday i dj'd over at church again and uh it was killer we had a we had a really cool turnout for the for the first portion of that night there was there's a good amount of people in there and uh good to see some people dancing in the bar and whatnot i think uh that's a very, uh, validating thing that happens for, for a DJ, I guess when, when people start dancing to the, uh, the selections that you've made and, uh, man, so fun DJing. I'm having so much fun doing that and just getting more and more comfortable with it. And I just want to, I want to do more of it. It's, it's really only been like five times now that I've done it in public you know, and, uh, am I'm really stoked about it. And I know I just like have so much to learn and, uh, so much to get better at shout out to this dude, Mason, who was there just dancing. I don't even know this dude. And he was dancing up a storm and getting everybody else to dance. And he knew, he knew all the local stuff. Every time I put something local on, he got pumped and he would say the artist name. It's like, Oh, this is Dodger. This is Blossom. It was it was so rad. I I love when, when people identify, um, with certain tracks or they know the song if it's like a little bit of a deeper cut. I played this really old Noriega song called Nothing from the early two thousands, and some dude was really hyped about that, which was cool. He came up to me and talked about it, and um, but I'm incredibly appreciative. Obviously, after kind of inserting myself into this portland music community over the last few years it it brings me great joy that when i if i put on a local jam and you know who that is then my job is done all right it's over i love it it's great and uh played a lot of local stuff a lot of local stuff on wednesday some some really killer tracks and um yeah, stoked to be doing it again. I'll have a September date or two. I'm gonna try and do a couple September dates, uh, and uh, I'll keep you posted on that. Um, this next, this next person, this next artist that I'm gonna feature on the podcast is uh, an unreal musician. I've only seen him perform a couple times. He uh, he played a set at this uh, Kiki and the Dowry album release that I threw a couple years ago at Alberta Street Pub. And honestly, I think that might have been the last time I saw him up until last week when I went to Chris Frank, last week's guest of this podcast. I went to Chris Frank's album release show, his double vinyl release party for the Frank Irwin Quintet, the Better Broken and the Broken Beats remix party. And did Chris Frank come the fuck through with throwing the dopest album release party? There was so many amazing musicians in the room. And they, it was, it was just very seamless how they planned out this evening of having a beat set and then the jazz band going directly in and then back and forth between beat sets and the jazz band. And it was, it was just so cool and just such a fun vibe and definitely had to pick up both those records cause they're both banging. And uh yeah, I just want to give Chris Frank, a big shout out man for bringing all those people together. Um just really impressed by by that events and uh and it led me to meeting up with Elliot again. Meridian is his artist name and and we'll be featuring a track from him next, but I hadn't seen him in, in like I said since that that album release show that I did with Kiki and the Dowry and and man that was hammerhead at the time. They weren't even called Brother Not Brother, but I ran into Elliot and, um, yeah, we started chatting. This dude's just a really amazing music, music mind. And to see what he does solo with, with looping and, and just producing a bunch of cool shit is, uh, really mind blowing. And, um, I'm hoping to, uh, hopefully have him maybe at the library here, here pretty soon. Um, but it was great to link up with him regardless. And, um, stoked to share this track with you that he has available on his on his band camp and i'll put the the links um like i said in the episode notes so you can follow along with everybody if you dig an artist that i feature this week if you got past the uh the the 30 minute monologue and uh you're checking out all these other artists um just just give them a follow on their social media or whether it be their Spotify or, or iTunes, all those numbers really help them build visibility. And, uh, it's, it's important to the, to the growth and the sustainability of, of their art and what they're doing. So, so give them a follow. It's free to do that. There's so much free music available and it's free to click follow and, and, uh, to let other people know about music that you dig. So, um, we're going to feature a track here um, on Elliot's Bandcamp, which is, like I said, it's under Meridian, is his artist's name, and uh, it's called uh, Golden Crane Satellite. that's meridian everybody um if you get the chance to to see him do his thing live do it it's uh it's honestly one of the most uh it's one of the m- most impressive performances i've seen in the city since since kind of going deep into it and uh yeah can't wait for him to release some more music and um yeah just to see somebody put together like that type of production and then bring it to the stage in, um, in a solo performance is, uh, very mind boggling to me and, and quite impressive. So, uh, yeah, check out Meridian, check them out. Um, the next band I'm gonna feature is, uh, is the only non-local, the only non-local band, uh, coming at you this week. And, uh, this is a band I was turned on to recently and, and they're called blunderbust. And they come from uh, from Reno, Nevada is where they're based at. And they have just released their first record uh, in five years. And I've been digging into this thing and enjoying it. And they're going to be coming through Portland here very soon. They're going to be um, uh, in Portland on September 15th at the Hawthorne Hideaway. And, uh, they're also going to be in Salem, Oregon the night before. So September 14th, if you're in the Salem area, they're playing space concert club. But, uh, yeah, if you dig what you're here, they're doing a bunch of West coast dates right now that, uh, go up and down California, uh, in in Nevada. And then it looks like they're, uh, hitting some other spots as well. Like Midwest, lots of, lots of dates in Kansas and one there in Norman, Oklahoma. So yeah, tune in to what Blunderbust is uh, is doing if you if you enjoy them and and try to catch one of their live shows. They've got this uh, they got this new EP out. It's it's called Monarch of the Mountain, and uh, we're gonna kick it off with the first track off that record. It's called James Alex Chilton. Both
0: friends grow into.
1: bust man with the big heavy shoegazy guitars very cool if you dig that definitely go check out their show while they're here in town um thank you for everybody tuning into this episode i know the beginning of it is uh a little different than than the normal go around i know that i'm usually pretty pretty open with. uh with feelings I have or things I'm going through, through this podcast. But, um, I just thought those were very important things to, uh, to share. And, um, you know, if you chose not to listen, that's okay too. I get that. You don't, you don't have to, you don't have to listen, but, uh, if you, uh, I hope you enjoyed the music shared on this episode of the podcast. Nonetheless, and, uh, I hope you follow up with the bands that you enjoyed the, the artists featured that you enjoyed. I hope you give them a, uh, a follow so you can keep up with them and figure out, figure out how to, uh, how to support them. And, uh, I will, I will have all those links in the episode notes. Um, as well as that, uh, that go link for the band. And uh, any other information I can supply on that, but all the uh, Instagram handles will be available for, for the bands and whatnot, so you can follow them there. And uh, yeah, just I just appreciate the fuck out of everybody that um, that keeps tuning into this thing regularly, and I hope I did a decent job. Actually, I hope I did a real goddamn good job of kind uh, of sharing my experience and, and, and what I saw go down and why it's been on my mind and whatnot. And if you don't like it, that's cool, too. If you don't think I did a good job of talking about it, you can, you can start your own podcast, but you tuned into this thing. So uh, that's what I got for you. And we will continue next week. With the uh, the interviews, the conversations, I've, I'm really excited for September. I feel like there's a lot of good episodes ahead, some that have already been recorded, and others that I have on the schedule that I'm just absolutely looking forward to. And um, please, don't forget to leave your iTunes reviews. It's super important to the growth of this show. I cannot stress the importance of the iTunes reviews and the subscribing and giving the podcast five stars enough it's uh it's a way to contribute to the sustainability of this thing and and hopefully um attract some sponsorship for the show on a more regular basis do want to shout out mississippi pizza who uh, was the host of that chris frank album release party because they have been incredibly supportive of the podcast in in sponsoring some of the video sessions and and some episodes of this podcast and and they didn't sponsor this one. Um, but just cause I was, I was over there recently and, and I just love that pizza over there. They have like a pretty good sound system for rad shows. Like If you put together a cool bill at Mississippi pizza, you can have a really awesome show over there. And, uh, they also have really dope pizza. So, um, yeah, I just want to do, want to give them a shout out for, for supporting, um, throughout this thing here and there and i i really really do appreciate it we um typically end every episode of the podcast with the guest of the episode saying it's a program but uh it's just me this week so it's a program and um do you think that sounded like the the exact one that i did the first time was that a direct match it felt like it I wasn't trying to do that, but it, it uh, it just kind of shook out that way. But, uh, I'm going to play this episode out with, uh, with a song by a band called the inebriates and the dude fronts this band. His name is Jason. And he joined me on the uh, most recent super ocean episode of the podcast, which isn't that far back and was a super fun band hang. Lots of good laughs on that one. And, uh, Yeah, after meeting Jason through Super Ocean, he sent me uh, this track uh, from his band called The Inebriates. And uh, it's super punk rock, and I fucking love it. And I feel like getting kind of into the the punk scene just like a little bit in high school and going to a lot of punk shows in high school with my buddy Sean and exploring that world was kind of my my first uh, exposure to a lot of uh political music and and talks of anti-fascism and and things of that nature and um just kind of opened my eyes to a lot of those movements and uh um i'm about it and uh i think i think this jam brings some of that same energy some of that raw energy that we used to go and jump in the fucking circle pit every weekend, Fridays and Saturdays if possible, um, at the Showcase Theater in Corona, California. Legendary Showcase Theater, and there's a documentary coming out about that place uh, in October. Really excited about it, and I hope I get to see it somehow for all you uh, all you Corona folks or anybody that knows about the Showcase Theater. It's just kind of like this legendary venue that was on the punk rock and uh hardcore scene uh tour circuit for so many bands that came through and i worked at the pizza place for a long time next door and used to get to go to a lot of shows um for free and then my buddy sean and i we used to go all the time in high school just most weekends for a couple summers we went to uh we went to showcase so really pumped to to share this tune it um yeah, it's punk rock. It's a uh, it's a fuck you, and 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 I like it a lot, and I dig the hell out of it. So this is uh this is me signing off on the, on this episode, episode one seventy seven in the books. The uh, the playlist hang. I hope you uh, have enjoyed the music shared, and uh, we're playing it out with a, a jam called "The Ballad of a Sad Lonely White Dude" by the Inebriates. That's the Jelly Jams. We'll catch you on the flip side. Portland. Who wants
3: to listen to another song written by a sad, lonely white dude? Here goes nothing. Guess you've got no choice.
1: It's a program, it's a program. Do you think that sounded like the the exact one that I did the first time? Was that a direct match? It felt like it. It's a program, it's a program. I wasn't trying to do that, but it, it, uh, it just kind of shook out that way.